Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Fish Across the Pond, a Miami Marlins UK baseball podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Joining me this week, I welcome back the three lads, Lee, Dan and Rob. How are we guys? Yeah, I'm all good. Yeah, very well, thank you. Very, very well. Thank you very much. <laughs> Slick <laughs> intro. <laughs> Slick again, guys. Good. Good to have you back, guys. A lot of stuff to get stuck into this week, I think. And no better place to start before we get into results, etc. of the week just gone. No better place to start following on from our uh, segment last week on, uh, on, on trade candidates and particularly Jose Reina. And again, the curse is real. Um, we were talking him up. He definitely had value as a trade option for a number of teams, I think. And then he's landed on the 60-day IL, which takes him past the trade deadline as well. So for the Marlins, if indeed they were looking to move him on, which I think we all assume they were, Lee, it's probably the worst possible news, I think, on, on Arania. And, and, and probably in reality, he is one of our major trade assets, I think. So thoughts on Arania and where that puts him, I guess, with the Marlins moving forward. Yeah, like I say, I mean, so it's a shame that, that he's got injured because he was he was doing well as well. Now he's he's been well the last few months after a you know, slow start to the year. So seeing him get hurt now is a shame. Yeah, but more more of his trade trade value. I say he was the one pitcher we all said, yeah, he he'd be off because he's been there the longest. Near, what's how long he's actually got left before free agency? Is it two years still? So he's still definitely got some value. One, yeah, one maybe week. two. So yeah, but obviously this injury is now going to take him past the past the, the deadline. So we can just see now what to do. I mean, was was it herniated disc? Yeah, that sounds sounds tough to, to come back from you know quickly. Yeah. So so we don't know if we see him see him again you know for this season yet yet still either. So interesting to see to see now what happens with, with him you know you know, for, for, for like next year as well. Yeah, I, I think for them to put him so quickly on the sixty day yeah. says to me. It's it's pretty serious, I think, because normally the route is, you know, a, a bit of time on the 10 day and then, you know, work out what they want to do. But it was pretty much straight to 60, wasn't it? It wasn't. That was it. So pretty serious. I, I agree, Lee. I think be surprised, actually, if we see him back this year and the Marlins will have a decision to make similar maybe to like a Dan Straley decision last year. I for me, I still think they'll find a deal anyway with, with Arania, even if he's out the rest of the year. <clears throat> still make a deal with him uh, for next year, maybe a couple of million dollars or whatever, and get him back. I mean, he's still he's still an asset. I don't think you need to stick him in the bin. So, yeah, okay. So, not good news. Um, just tidying up the other injuries. Um, uh, another favourite of the pod, um, El, El Capitan, Captain Pratt, uh, on the 10-day... He's gone on the 10-day, um, which was a hamstring issue, I think. He was going, it was trying to beat something out of first base, I think, and tweaked it. Uh, for, I know he was out last year with a hamstring issue, so I'm not convinced this will be a relative, be a quick one to return either. So we'll see what happens. 
Dan, I suppose the main knock-on effects here that we saw, we'd already had uh, Hernandez up, but then quickly followed when the Iranian news dropped was Yamamoto. So early thoughts on him? He goes, we record on Tuesday, so he goes again this evening. Is that right, guys? Yeah, yeah he's, going, he's going to fight again. A rematch with the cards. So impressed with what you saw? Yeah, re- really, really impressed. I was, re- I was so pleased for him um, because it came out of nowhere, caught us all by surprise. Um, hasn't even, didn't even have a start for in AAA, I understand, um, before that call up and then come straight into the bigs and, you know, went, went seven innings through just three hits, no earned runs, just two walks, five strikeouts. That's, uh, that, that's pretty impressive. It, it come with obviously a, a great show on the bats as well with a, with a nine, nine nil win against the cards, which, which is great. But, I just thought he, he looked every inch the player. Every you know he had he had a good Arsenal on on him. He didn't seem to show any sort of nerves, which must have been daunting because you know to just come straight in and you know hardly anything uh, in terms of any notice given, just bang you in. It, it looked like he'd been doing it for a long time. I thought it was it was brilliant. And then the, the, his interview afterwards was brilliant as well. We see him getting a bit teared up by it and. Uh, uh, yeah, just just really really happy for him. I thought it, it just goes to show really when you, we've got him just stepping up like that, and you've still got others down there, you know, like Gallon as we keep talking about. Just shows how stacked we are. I know it sounds a little bit broken record, but it's um it's it's throughout, isn't it? All the way through the through the system, we've got some some real potential. So I was really really pleased for him. Yeah, uh, Rob, I think you were in touch with me from memory, and. His fastest pitch was maybe 93, 94 or whatever. What about his slowest pitch? Yeah, 69 miles miles an hour, uh, which I believe was off a curveball. And the thing with Yamamoto, and if you think how uh, a lot of uh, players are are, get themselves to the big leagues um, these days as are as fastball pitchers that have got a real heater on them. So you're talking 97, 98. They've got to be quick just because if you're throwing fastballs at 91, 92 and you hang one up there, it's going to be a home run. Where Yamamoto is good is that rather than being a sort of one or two dimensional picture, he's got the full arsenal. And this is the kind of thing we talk a bit about Pablo Lopez and potentially Sandy Alcantara. And I know Trevor Richards is, is trying to build those additional weapons but there was the whole range was there there was the slider there was then the curveball and then the fastball you didn't know as a batter you didn't really know what to expect he did Mm -hmm. have the advantage that no one knew what to expect because no one had seen him before he's never been in triple a as dan said he's not really been in in double a in obviously the marlin system for very long because he was part of the yelich trade but he's Mm -hmm. very very interesting very different picture. Now, if he can keep that, that arsenal of pitches together, then he's going to be a very, very interesting sort of fourth, fifth in the rotation guy. Um, if he starts to lose a bit of location, he's going to end up like Wei Yin Chen, who is someone who's got very, very similar velocity. So, uh, it, it was. That I doesn't think, sound promising. No. <laughs> that scares me. <laughs> but that, that, 
Chen was also someone who, who had a, a big range of, of pitches and, and was very, very economical with them. That game against the Cardinals when Yamamoto played, uh, it was probably my favourite game of the season. And oh. it was on the <laughs> basis that we were so dominant. And um, one of my favourite bits was, considering this guy's just been brought up from double A, and obviously he's, he's nervous, was that the the fielding behind him was exceptional. We had a couple of really, really good double plays, some amazing fielding. Um, yeah, and I remember Ramirez did Mig- a Miggy Rowe as well, didn't he? Miggy Rowe had a nice, a nice double play. Yeah, exactly. Another one on the floor, up, yeah. you know, throw and just like a, a bullet direct on the first base. Absolutely fantastic. And um, everyone came together for it. I think it helped that Yamamoto had Brian Holiday there because Brian Holiday is very, very experienced and had probably, um, definitely in spring training, would have um, would have caught for him. Um, and it was just, just as soon as the runs were there and he had that that cushion there, he was very, very comfortable. We had that fantastic bunt he did um, where uh, they uh, there was a bit of a gap. Was it one of the, the pitchers got injured or something? And then there was a bit of a, a a gap, and he then did that bunt, and they did the suicide. Well, they call it the suicide squeeze or whatever it was, where where Miggy Rowe just ran. If if Yamamoto had not got that bunt right, he would have been out straight away. Yeah. But he just ran, got it, absolutely fantastic. So um, yeah, it was it was a really good story. And considering actually Yamamoto's done he's done very well for Jacksonville. Um, uh, you know, uh, this year with the, the jumbo shrimp, but it's um, he he's he started um, uh, in uh, twelve games for him, the three point five eight ERA, which is great. But you'd think that's someone who'd now go into AAA to actually then go straight into yeah. the into the first team and pitch like that was just wonderful. Yeah, awesome. you just saw the um, you just saw the confidence just grow uh, through every innings, every strikeout he was getting. Um, you know, it was just you could just see it was oozing for him. You could see how much he was enjoying it. I just thought it was it was such a a great thing to see that someone to come in such a daunting process. And um, yeah, it just it, as I said, just oozed confidence. Really, really pleasing. I, I like the fact that his family were there and all the emotion at the end, and that that's something very very special, really. Uh, uh, in a kind of a baseball could be quite cold in the fact that a lot of players go through baseball, a lot don't become successful. And just to see something like that was, was really, really nice. I really like the, um, the interview with his dad and his mum and dad, <laughs> and where he's saying about that he watches every game and then uh, calls him afterwards. He normally sort of talks about the things that he's done wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can see him actually, when they, they kept going to the crowd, he was actually filming every pitch. I can just imagine him sort of like after the game going through them and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was... he, remi- he had a bit of a vibe of Bill Belichick about him didn't he uh, <laughs> you know what I mean you know he's analytical and you know keen with his feedback let's say so Lee come back to you mate now we've seen Yamamoto <laughs> and Brinson, we'll come on to him a little bit later, but we've seen Brinson. We haven't seen much of Diaz yet and, and Monty Harrison. Did the Marlins actually win the Yelich trade then? <laughs> yeah, I, love, I mean, obviously it's still early to tell, but, you know, like I say, like, like, like I say, because we were, we were, it, was, it was all judged on, on Brinson, wasn't it? But now, like I say, you know, we've we, you know, we got Yamamoto having a good start. Yeah, you know, we'll see if, if he can carry it on. 
yeah. So and and if Diaz is as good, you know, you know, as we're 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 thinking, then yeah, you know, it it might it, it might turn out to be to be you know a great trade for us in the end. <laughs> it may do. It may do. I was only teasing with that question, mate. I, it was <laughs> that was an unfair question to ask you. I know you'd say if it's too early. So that's fair enough. Um, the one thing I'm going to ask you though, mate. Um, so we've got. Hernandez up. He's just pitched again. He had his second start last night. We've got Yamamoto now this evening. I think Caleb's is talking like Caleb's probably going to make it back for the next spot yeah, when he's back around, which may be the Phillies series potentially, I think. So unless it's the back end of this card series, probably the Phillies. What do you think is the most likely outcome there with the rotation guys, barring any, you know, <laughs> We can jinx anything on this podcast, but yeah. everyone fit who should be fit. Who's going to be the odd man out? What do you expect to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think we're well. We're, we're see tonight how Yamamoto goes again tonight, or if he gets shelled tonight in, in like in like one inning, gives up you know eight runs or something. Then 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 I think I think the decision is made. But yeah, I mean, this it's tough to call. Really, I can't really say who. I, at the minute, I'll probably say Yamamoto would be the one to go back down. Mm. But just because Hernandez is more experienced, but I mean, I, I don't know to be honest. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a tough, tough call to make. Yeah, yeah, it it is. I guess it comes down to performance. Well, it should come down to performance, shouldn't it? But yeah. the reality is, Hernandez, Hernandez has pitched well as well in both of his starts. Yeah. Um, as well. So if Yamamoto delivers again, yeah, who knows? Who knows how that plays out? So. All right. Well, we'll be interested to see uh, see how that plays out tonight. Let's let's not curse him. Let's just say, listen, we expect Yamamoto to get blown up tonight, and then you know, we'll see what happens. Um, the card series isn't going great. I'm just going to go back now and just recap on last week's results because we were, I think, last time we spoke, we were kind of cresting. We'd been on a bit of a good run, and I think it's fair to say we've struggled again on the results front. So. The card series, we lost 2-1. Um, it was actually culminated with that Yamamoto win, though, at 9-0. So we had a big win there, which was great. Main highlight from that, guys, was um, Cooper almost going for the cycle. Uh, he did. He got the hard stuff out of the way early with a home <laughs> run. And the, tri- well, the triple, then a home run. Um, but And then got, the, got a single, but couldn't get his double. So... 2-1 to the cards. When I went, went to the Pirates series, I thought we're going to smash these guys everywhere. Anyway, we, we rolled into an 11-0 first game. Got absolutely lit up. <laughs> Trevor, who'd been awesome for the past three starts, like untouchable really, had probably his worst start of the year, I think, for him. Um, gave up five and 11 hits, so he struggled. Then we had the 4-3 win, and then we got beat on the Sunday it was a close game. Um, unfortunately, Nick Anderson gave up a couple and the Pirates ended up winning 5-4. So they took it 2-1. So a couple of 2-1 defeats. Um, and one game into the card series and we just got beat last night 5-0. So, you know, Hernandez actually pitched well. Six innings, five hits, one earned run. So he pitched well, but... Unfortunately, we were chained a little bit, weren't we, towards the end, and no coming back. But the main the main talking point from that game seems to be this um, this bunt this bunt for a double against the shift. 
Uh, was it Matt Carpenter, I think? You see yeah. that, guys? Yeah, exactly. So that, that's been all over Twitter today, These this, this bump for a double. <laughs> Poor old Fernandez. I did feel sorry for Fernandez. He's like, you know, he's yeah, he put it nicely. And he looks around and is like, okay, who's there? Through, all the way out, out to, 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 to the outfield to get it. We seem to have a we seem to have issues with the shift, whereas yeah. whereas other <laughs> teams terrible, seem to seem to be able to pull it off against, especially with Castro with these ground into double plays. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know what's what's wrong with us because um, whenever we seem to you know put the shift on, it always tends to be quite heavy. We're always leaving normally sort of third base quite exposed for a, a, a bat that's supposed to be you know, supposed to pull, for instance. Um, and then you just find, uh, you know, all they'll do is think, oh, OK, fair enough, I've got a big space. I can just drive it through the gap. So uh, to use a yeah. cricket parlance, not a baseball parlance. <laughs> but, it was, um, but yeah, we, we seem to be very unlucky with that. Or maybe we're not. And there's quite a, a bit of noise, if you look on Twitter, about people who do not like the shift. There's quite a few baseball sort of purists that, that think the shift should be banned, that the pitchers should really be, uh, sorry, um, fielders should be in their position. Uh, but it is nothing more frustrating to see someone being moved out of third base and then and then bunting for a double. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. It's a bit of an extreme example, but it, I did... Something's definitely gone wrong there where the bun's been laid down and the pitcher's fielding it in left field pretty much. Like, <laughs> what is going on? I mean, the Marlins have found interesting ways to get beat this year at certain times, and that was one of them. But anyway, I don't, I didn't see much of last night's game, to be honest. So, you know, it's that's been the main highlight, and we'll just put that one in the locker and move on. So, all right, guys, listen, I want to... We'll come back to the league table, actually, on our predictions. You know, our, our, our first week of predictions. We'll come back to that later. That's important. But the the other points I want to touch upon, really, and we've mentioned these guys already, but Brinson, I've, so I've got, I've got three names I'm going to rattle off to you now. And you can all give me thoughts and feedback on this. So Lewis Brinson, Gallon, and Diaz. Those three. When are we? When are we going to see them? Um, why haven't we seen them yet? I don't know. You you tackle it how you want to tackle it. But for me, I'll just give I'll give my general thoughts on this. Brinson needed to go down. It's gone down, and is performing well at AAA. We've got an obvious requirement in centre field. I don't know why Riddle's playing centre field. For me, Brinson should be up almost immediately. I'd be surprised. It's a Tuesday. I'd be surprised that after we get off this pod if Brinson hasn't been called up again, to be honest. So I'm expecting to see him. Gallon, in, I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. We've obviously had two injuries and we haven't seen him. So, you know, not sure what's happening there. And then Diaz... To me, it's getting to the point where Castro seemingly has no value anyway, and we're going to come on to trade stuff later anyway, but for me, his value is pretty much through the floor. It's almost time to just get him up, isn't it? So, Dan, I'll throw it to you, mate. Pick any of them players or, or all of them. What are you seeing? What are you thinking? Yeah, um, 
I mean, you've summed, you've summed it up quite well there, Pete. <laughs> it, it is, it, with, with the Marlins, this year was always going to be a, a losing year. And what we said from the start really was, we know what's going to happen. It's predictable what's going to happen. What we want to see is some progression. What we want to see is these young guys getting their chance. If we're not going to be winning, which we're not, then let's see it improving and developing our players. Now, we've got, We've had some we've had some real nice little nuggets this season. There's been some nice performances. There's been some nice uh, surprises along the way, pitching especially. Gallon is the one we're probably most excited to see, um, but it's quite difficult because he's had no chance to get in really. We've we've had up until now no injury issues, and they've all been performing pretty well. So you can't just throw him in. And then the, the, when, now that we have started to, uh, to to have a couple of problems, the guys that have come up have, <laughs> have taken their chance. So yeah. it's uh, it is something that I, I think it will happen. Probably won't happen yet. Yeah, maybe after All Star we might start to see him. But um, yeah, certainly, certainly with the other two, I don't see why it's not happened now. Because um, I mean, I love Castro, I love Prado, I love you know the, the, uh, these guys that. Have, They've been there a long time and you can't do it all without some uh, veteran experience. But th- as I said, there's no trade value there. Um, why are these guys now, you know, we've, we've, we're losing record again this week since we last spoke. It's, it's same sort of things happened. We've had a couple of shutouts. We've actually, I saw your question earlier on uh, Twitter, Pete, saying how many shutouts have the Marlins had? And I quickly added it up and it's 13. So it's, uh, it's, it's a lot, really. Um, you know, in the last week, we're, we're two and four. It, it, what, there's, there's no harm to be done. I, Brinson should be back up now. He went down for the right reasons. Bring him back up now. We need that centre field uh, position field. And um, yeah, I want to see Diaz. I'm itching to see him. Um, give him a chance. Give, give the kids a chance. You know, we don't, we don't win nothing with kids, but we're not winning anyway. So give, give them, give them a chance. Oh, I want Hanson coming at you now as well. Bloody hell. <laughs> I love it. Um, Lee, out of them three, Lee, who are, you, who are we seeing first? Uh, first, I'd say Brinson. As you say, yeah. I'll, I'll be surprised if he's not, not up by, by Friday at least, you know, by like the weekend series. I think the time's, time's to bring him back now. Like you're saying, he's, he's, done, you know, he's gone down and done what, what he needed to do. I, mean, I just looked at some last 28 games, He's hitting, hitting for three, two, two, two average, six home runs, 26 RBIs, like three ninety on base percentage. I mean, there's, there's no use now in keeping him down there. Yeah, you know, when when he's, he's done what was needed, and, and and we've got got real issues, you know, in centre now as well. We you know, we like the defensive play, so it's, it's time to bring him back. Uh, the others, like you're saying, it's hard to know. I mean, Castro, like I say, you got his experience, but he's but he's he's adding nothing now now to the team. And Diaz, you know, surely it is worth just worth you know to bring him up now and, and see what 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 he's got, you know, it, it, you know, in a losing season that season. And Gallon, well done. I found him. He didn't come up when we had the two injuries, so yeah. it's hard to say when you know, when they they're going to bring him up. You know, I, I, I'm not sure what you know what they're waiting for now. I mean, I I mean, is it service time like related? But I mean, that's a long way to wait though. For, you know, for for next year to bring him up. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, well, I hope we do see him, see him, at, you know, at some stage. But I mean, who knows now? Yeah, yeah. Rob, what about you, mate? What are you thinking? Well, with Gallon, 
I, I don't think it's anything as, as serious as service time or anything that I just think it was the case that they thought that Smith and Urania were going to be um, just, you know, <clears throat> missing one start. Mm. And so it made mm. sense bringing up both Hernandez and Yamamoto because they're, they're on the 40 man. Uh, where Gallon isn't, so I could I, I can get that. Um, the other thing is, I think when Gallon goes up, he doesn't go back down again. So there has to be a spot in the rotation for him. So if Urania had stayed healthy, then I think you would have uh, seen him traded. And after he'd been traded, that spot would have been Gallon's, and that and that's it. No going back down to AAA again, where maybe Hernandez and you've um, um, uh, you know, or Yamamoto could go down to double A. So, um, yeah, so with Gallon and he just a couple other things with Gallon where I, I, I think he's he's got to come up in the next sort of week or two. PCL pitcher of the week again. That's the third time he's been that this season. Um, that's the only player in the history of that league that has ever got the player of the week award three times. He leads the league in strikeouts. He leads the league in whip. Um, that week, he got that uh, the PCL Pitcher of the Week award. It was 12 innings, one earned run. Actually, last week, he actually had a, a rough outing for him uh, against the uh, great um, names, <laughs> El Paso Chihuahuas. <laughs> when you see them coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not exactly frightening. Um, uh, they're they're San Diego Padres affiliate. Um, where um, yeah, he had a bit of a, a, a rough outing where he actually let three home runs go, uh, but even so, he had eight strikeouts. And so it, it kind of shows even on a bad day, he, he's he's way too good for that league. I with Urania now um, on the IL for a long time. I would yeah. expect Yamamoto to go. Probably down to Triple A to take mm. Gallon's place, and then Gallon yeah. to get that that spot. But it does depend on Caleb Smith and and Hernandez as well. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see what they do. In regards to um, uh, just just to go through Gallon's stats actually, just before I go on to the other two. Um, so far, he has, as I said, he's 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 pitched nearly a hundred innings now, and he's um, earned runs is eighteen. Um, <laughs> which is just incredible at 1.77 ERA. Um, so 112 strikeouts. So it's in- incredible. Uh, yeah, 91 innings pitched. Um, so he just doesn't need to be there anymore. Um, really, he needs to come up. Um, in regards to um, Ezon Diaz, I totally agree. I, I'm struggling with Castro now. For a guy who's supposed to be, he's supposed to be the trade piece now, wasn't he? He, he, he was supposed to, we, you know, he was supposed to go and we'd get some, you know, good young prospects for him. But at the moment, I don't see him being traded because he's on a big salary, and at the moment he is grind grounding in a double play a lot, and um, <laughs> seen, he, he's still still good in the infield and he's a good fielder, um, no issues there. But he seems to be struggling a bit. So unless a team can look through that and look at how good Castro has been over many years and then trade for him. That's when Diaz will come up. Um, but even so, otherwise, if Castro stays the course, then uh, you'll see Diaz come up in September when the rosters are expanded. 
Um, and uh, yeah, in regards to Brinson, I think now, and you're totally right. I I've said before, I really hate it when you put players in that are not in their position. And so that that issue last night with that play that kind of fell in between, I think it was Castro and and Riddle, wasn't Riddle, it? Yeah. 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 And, and so you get a funny feeling if if that had been Brinson, that wouldn't have happened because what Brinson, you know, yes, he had a few nightmares earlier this season, but he's a centre fielder. That's his job. Um, and so I, I, let's not play players that are not in their position. So I would hope we'd actually see Brinson come up um, this week, to be perfectly honest with you. He's also having a really good time down in, in NOLA uh, at the moment. Uh, before the start of today, um, he was uh, uh, with an average of uh, 2.93 um, and out of his um, 147 at-bats, he's had 43 hits, which was a, a bit of an issue for him, but not many strikeouts, really, 47 strikeouts. So, um, you know, he's improved on the areas that, which was um, hitting and not getting struck out. Um, so I just think that, that time down in NOLA has obviously settled him down a bit. He looks very confident. So let, let's let's get him back up. Yep, you know, we know it. Tuesday's moving day for the Marlins, so, you know, let's see. And actually, you know what Mattingly will be like after last night, that fielding error you mentioned, he'll be proper on Riddle's ass for that, you know, and that will infuriate Mattingly, you know, just knowing what he's like. He, he'll probably just make a rash decision and go, right, that's it. Riddle, you're gone. Lewis, get your ass back up here. It's interesting so, tonight. Actually, he's got a, there's a, a slightly unusual lineup tonight. Um, so you've got um, uh, Rojas, Ramirez. This is this is in batting order: Cooper, Anderson, Castro, Alfaro, Dean, Riddle, then Yamamoto. Um, so he's really, really changed that lineup. We've seen Mattingly do that before. After we've had a really bad game, he just completely <laughs> changes things around. So you might be right. Might maybe after this game, yeah, Tuesday does seem to be the the, the moving day. Um, uh, although he has put Riddle in centre field with, with Dean <laughs> at left and Ramirez at right. I'd rather have Ramirez in the middle. But I don't know. That's a good question, guys. Um, I, I I think the makeup of the outfield because I think we're all expecting Brinson to be back soonish, and he'll he'll pick up centre field then. You've then got to mix and match in. So there's the players who have to play pretty much every day are Ramirez. Brinson, I think, should fit in that category. Mm-hmm. Cooper is in that category. I mean, Cooper's having to fill in at first base. I've I got to be honest, he's not great, I don't think, at first base, Cooper. But I'm not sure if he's great in right field either, to be honest. So, you know, time will tell. But if, if we're going to pick the outfield... For me, that probably is the outfield of choice right now of Ramirez, Brinson, Coop. That sound right? Or I, is Austin Dean should should he be in there? I, I don't yeah. know. On, on your left, is, is, you'd expect it really to be Granderson or Dean. Um, but I'm not yeah, be Granderson. The... He's, he is Austin. We've down. Bloody hell. <laughs> Yeah. Granderson, he's retired in season. He's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Grandy, the Grandy man, like for me is 
that's dead weight now, really. Uh, you know, playoffs indeed most days, if, if that's to be the case. Where does Ramirez actually play then? Is he a centre fielder or...? He played right field most of the time for um, the baby cakes. So he was, he was a, a, a real right fielder uh, and Austin Dean in left field. And then they, they had Monte Harrison uh, as the centre fielder. That was their, their the three for the baby cakes. Okay. And Cooper Looper first base. Just, I mean, Cooper's got to play every day. And, you know, there's no... Yeah, well, one, thing no is, one thing is Neil Walker's not far off from coming off the IL, and so is Peter O'Brien. So you've got two more first-base options there. Peter O'Brien's on a rehab stint, I believe, with the Jumbo Shrimp. Um, So um, you've got two players coming back quickly who could go there, and that means you could then put Cooper out in right field. Ramirez could play in left, I'd imagine, um, and that then could leave you Brintz in the centre or put Ramirez in the centre then with Cooper on the right and then have Austin Dean on the left. Um, But uh, it looks like they are going to be playing Granderson until they can trade him. The only good thing with Granderson, he he still can hit a good home run. Like we saw against the the game against St. Louis, the Yamamoto game. The only thing he has done done this this year is hit home runs. Apart from that, he hasn't really, really done anything. Yeah, worth worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, does he? I remember maybe if we listen back to our pods from week one or two, I remember as I was high on Granderson actually because he was actually walking. No one else was walking at all. He was, and I was like, there you go. That's the experience. But to be honest, his production is just—it's just fell off a cliff, isn't it? Like, like it's crazily bad. So well, he's, he's hitting you know, about one what point one seven or something like that at the moment. One seven nine. Yeah. Mm. He's hundred and eighty four out bats. He's had thirty three hits. Um he's obviously had <laughs> seven home runs. But you compare that to, to Ramirez, who's had hundred and twenty one out bats. So you're you're really talking about nearly a third less. Um uh, who's had thirty nine hits. So he's had more hits for a third less at bats. Um, and that, that's that's the yeah. issue. Granderson, when he hits a home run uh, and when he hits the ball, you can tell he he was a really, really, really talented player. And I remember watching him, you know, years gone by, and he was a real power guy. And he would hit more than thirty home runs a season regularly. Yeah. Um, but it, it, he's a shadow of himself. But he he is supposed to be a very good guy for the dressing room yeah and if that's the case that's what the, the youngsters need they need, they need we have seen him do some stuff on the telly haven't we like you know doing the line yeah. and he seems to be to be a good good you know good guy to, to have around around the clubhouse yeah which is which is a good thing uh un, unless he his production falls even yeah, more than just... really if that's the case then you really just need to use him you know as a, 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 a or, or an infill guy you know uh, sort of Pinch hitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Lee. I think that's uh, you've hit the nail on the head there. In my opinion, mate. You know, he's he's pretty much acting as a coach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's probably his role. I mean, the Marlins took him on this year. They anticipated him to be around until July, perform okay, be that player coach, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Flip him to someone pick up a prospect or two, you know, perfect scenario, but yeah. you know, it just, the market isn't there. You know, he's just, he's not performing well enough really. So, you know, I, I'd, I'd preferred 
the Dean machine to be there or anyone else. But all right, let's let's move on from the Grandy man. I think uh, we've spent plenty of time there. I I think what we do need to talk about though is Cooper Loop is the real deal. He he's obviously struggled with staying on the field for the past couple of years, but he's finally healthy. And I mean, I when it, when I first saw him play, I was like. The size of this guy, if he hits a baseball, it is going to travel. What is he, 6'6"? Six, six? You know, he, he's a big dude. And so he hits balls and they stay hit. And that's, you know, we haven't had that at all. And it's, you know, all of a sudden he's in the lineup. And when the Marlins are rolling, it's Gary Cooper that's the catalyst of that. Because he is that power threat. And to hit two grand slams in the last, what, 10 days? I don't know. It's uh, it's impressive. Hey, and one thing I must say, the Marlins won that trade. Whoever we traded there with Caleb and Garrett Cooper, we won that one uh, with the Yankees. I don't know, what did the Yankees get from us for that? A, a pitcher called Michael King, who then I he went he was injured, um, but he is really really thought well after. And they, you know, the Yankees think that, you know, he could be in their starting rotation, but I'm not sure whether he's still injured at the moment. We definitely won that trade, but that was uh, a real symptom of the whole, uh, you know, G to bringing in Gary Denbo and and a few of the others from the Yankees who said, look, you know, we've got these guys sitting there in triple A with no real prospects are going up and they're good. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's fantastic. And I, I do wonder, uh, you know, we, we've seen it a bit with Harold Ramirez coming in through the Blue Jays. Some of these other um, teams do have real, real stocked, um, you know, minor league systems. What What is sitting around there that we could potentially trade for or, or get? Um, but it was a, yeah, it's a wonderful trade. We, we get bashed around that everyone mm-hmm. thinks that we just trade away for, for peanuts and, and we've, we've ruined... Uh, you know, a, a, a really, really sort of World Series sort of potential team, which, of course, is never, ever going to be the case. We never had the strength and depth. But um, this shows that, um, you know, that Cheetah and the guys do know what they're doing. Yeah, I tell you, it's a good point. One wider news nugget from around the league from this year, from this week, sorry, is uh, Clint Frazier at the Yankees, who'd been playing well. I mean, I think he's relatively young, 23, 24. But he got sent down. They've obviously acquired... Um, who have they taken on? Encarnacion, isn't it? They they yeah. traded for from the Mariners. The Mariners yeah. yeah, so they, they've taken him and the, the corresponding move, in effect, was that Clint Frazier was sent down. He, he took it okay. He took it as well as could be expected. But Twitter, Marlon's Twitter then blew up going, you know, pick up the phone. Like, can you make a deal... For someone like Clint Frazier, play first base. We definitely have a need for someone at first base uh, as well. So that's obvious. So you know, it'll be interesting to see. You never know, do you? You never know as you approach the deadline. Is there something you can do? You know, the Yankees have just got so much knocking around there anyway. They're crazy, aren't they? But, you know, interesting, interesting to see how that plays out, I think. Um, and also another wider nugget, Giancarlo, I think, activated today. Back yeah, yeah. starting tonight, yeah. Right on schedule for, for the London series for us. So That's good. we'll get to see him. We'll get to see him up close. I've realized I'm 
I'm on. It's a Saturday that I'm in left field, um, and I've realised I'm on the 19th row. And I've seen you guys. Have you seen the pictures today? I'm sure you have of what the stadium's looking like. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow, look, look, look pretty big. <laughs> yeah, but like down the baselines, foul territory looks huge. But <laughs> ten, row row 19 in left field i'm telling you that will be that'll be chip shot area for for Stanton. so bring your glove i'm, I'm bringing me i'm bringing me being it and see how we get on so all right good well cooper loop being impressive harold harold equally impressive i think there's a stat knocking around for him he's in his first 30 games had the most hits is that right someone yeah, know this franchise, yeah franchise history yeah Yep, so there's a record gone there. I mean, it's. I know we're still not winning huge amounts of games, guys, but the difference now from where we were at the start of the year, when it was proper ice cold, wasn't it? You know, there was it was bleak. If 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 Castro didn't get a hit, we were dead. And you know, but now it, you know the outlook is a lot better, isn't it? Let's be honest. You know, it's better. So, all right, good. So that's. That's um, the week just gone. The week ahead, we've got Cardinals boxing that series off. So we've got another three games against them, haven't we? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And then we're into the Phillies, which is always fun. Um, <laughs> we've got Yamamoto tonight, obviously. Then what's the order after that? It'll be Richards. Richards, yeah. Then Lopez. Richard, Pablo, the rounded off, yeah. And then into the Phillies, it would be uh, Alcantara. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. I mean, I thought it was going to be a tough stretch. I thought the Pirates would be there for the taking, but, you know, we kind of messed that one up a bit. It's it's going to be a probably a tough June, I think. But what are we expecting, guys? What are we looking for? I mean, for me, I'm just excited to see how Yamamoto goes. I'm excited to see what roster moves happen this week. I feel like we've got a few good performances in us. And equally, I feel like the Phillies are there for the taking at the moment. They've kind of, you know, they've started quick. They've kind of ground to a halt a little bit. Reese Hoskins is not doing anything. They've got a shed load of injuries, bullpen struggling. I feel like we've got a chance to kind of put the sword into the Phillies a little bit and dent their hopes because the Braves all of a sudden are looking... Yeah. Looking the real deal, aren't they? They're they're absolutely blowing everyone up, including the Phillies on the last weekend. So, <laughs> um, did anyone just before we get into like look predictions related stuff? Did anyone see uh, and a shout out to to Dave, Dave Shaw from Phillies UK and and, and Bob Bamba from the Braves UK? They were doing an alternative live commentary. Did you any of you guys see that? I saw the um, I saw the tweet go out about it. I didn't see anything on it, but um, I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah, good, good idea. It was good fun. I, I I flicked in. I was kind of flicking between the main Marlins game, obviously, but when you know it was in between innings, they 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 delivered it through Periscope, and uh, I just logged in. And it was just a kind of constant live feed of just Dave. He had a he had a whiteboard set up that was in effect a scoreboard, and Dave was there. You know, you could see his face and his whiteboard and he was kind of keeping up to date. Bob was on the line, but he wasn't there, if that makes sense. So and they were kind of replicating a commentary booth. But obviously you couldn't see the action because 
you know, there's no rights for them to do that. But <laughs> it was it was good fun. But you know, you guys have had exposure to Bob and to Dave. You know the kind of characters they are. And for the for the Braves to absolutely destroy the Phillies <laughs> in that game while they're doing that, I logged on to the ninth inning. It was the final three outs, maybe. And Dave looked like he was suicidal. I've got to be honest. <laughs> he was he was not happy. You know, he <laughs> was what it was. But um, all right, guys. So let's quickly recap last week's predictions because we said. We're going to start a new table. I'm going to record this, and there'll be a prize for the winner at the end. And you guys all went 2-1 against for a Marlins win against the Pirates. I went for a 3-0 series sweep. Uh, the rules as stated before we started were two points for correct score, one point for correct series winner, zero points if you blob either way. So... That was last week. We're going to change the score, and I've made the executive decision. It's going to be three points. Um, so it's one point for the correct series win, two points for a correct score, three points if you predict a grand slam and that, ha- uh, sorry, a, se- a sweep and that happens, and a minus one if you go for the big boy, the sweep, and it doesn't happen. So new scoring is in- implemented. The reality was, lads, we didn't uh, we didn't affect the scoreboard last week. Um, none of us were correct. So let's have some predictions from you guys. I mean, I'm happy for us to include the Cardinal series. We know we're one 0 down, but let's let's include that. And then we've got a three game series against the Phillies. So I'll note these down. We'll we'll get the scores going. Start with you, Rob. Put the pressure on you, mate. What what are you thinking for the for the Cards? So I'm going two two with the Cardinals. Um, I. Yeah, I, I, last night wasn't obviously very good at all, and um, but it it's a little. I, I, you can see a pattern with us um, where there are just games that we just can't get it together. The, the, the game last night, in regards to hits, wasn't too bad. It wasn't yeah. like in the past when we were being shut out, we might get sort of two or three hits. It might be a, a real kind of miserable uh, affair. But last night um, we ended up with eight hits. Um, you know, Anderson got a couple in there, and it's just the case of when we don't get that train rolling. Uh, yeah. uh, it, 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 we nearly threw it away against the the, um, the Pirates when we had um, bases loaded. We got it back to three three in the game. We won four three, um, but we just couldn't get you know that extra push just to get that double and get those runs over the line. So it's not like um, we're back to the bad old days where we were at the start of the season. So I still still think we've got an opportunity. Yamamoto tonight, who knows? That's a real wild card still because they've now seen him once. So are they now going to know everything about him or not? Or are they still going to be bamboozled by him? I think there's a comeback game for Richards as well or Lopez, one of the two, um, our bullpen will fall apart at some point in one of those games. And and the Cardinals are getting desperate now because they mm-hmm. do need to really sweep us to try and catch up. They're in a very difficult division, you know, with, with two excellent teams in front of them, the Cubs and the Brewers. So um, they'll be desperate to win. So we could put some pressure on them. So I'm saying 2-2. OK, mate. Phillies. Quick one on the Phillies. What are you thinking there? Um, so uh, we're, we're three games against the Phillies, aren't we? Three, yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
that something happened when McCutcheon got injured and it really yeah. caught him off center. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and with that, you kind of thought, oh, you know, that's not right. Because they've still got such an, an amazing lineup with, you know, Real Muto and Hoskins, etc. Uh, you just go through their batting lineup and the number of, um, uh, uh, you know, sort of the, the potential they've got there to, to score runs. So uh, that's what worries me a little bit, because we saw this in the previous series that they just kind of, you know, they could just out hit us, Hoskins, Franco, etc. So I don't know, 2 1 loss. 2 1 loss? Okay. Go on in, Dan. What are you thinking, mate? Well, um, I think. Positivity. All... Positivity. Yeah. Okay, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna explain I'm gonna explain my reasons now. We've <laughs> we've we've all had this uh, real knack of cursing the team. Hashtag the uh, the curse is real. And um, my little contribution over the last week was bigging up Trevor Richards last week, and then he got knocked all over the place for first time in a very long time with 11 mm-hmm. hits, and uh, obviously we went to an 11 nil defeat against the Pirates. So that. Um, <laughs> despite the defeat, sort of made me smile because I thought, God, that was because of me. Um, and then um, the other game that I watched live, I did watch the 4-3 win against the Pirates, but that was already known the result. That was a great game, by the way. Um, the game that we that I watched live was the Father's Day 5-4 defeat, and I came in from some Father's Day um, festivities around the top of the sixth and so quickly switched it on and um, quickly conceded three runs and lost 5-4. So I'm going to say, so yeah, again, you know, person's real. Um, I'm going to say, thinking about that and being a bit tactical here, I think we'll pick up a game against the cards, but I'm going to put that sort of swing on it and say we're going to lose 3 1 against the cards. All right. And then we've then got a pretty tough run. I know the Phillies have been a bit up and down recently, but we've got, yeah, three against the Phillies, three against the Nets, then back against the Phillies, then back against the Nets. Um, it's a bit of a tough run coming up, and I'm going to actually say we're going to get swept by the Phillies. Um, but I am using my excuse of trying to uh, <laughs> prevent the curse. I'm using, the yeah, curse. that's it. Everyone, everyone's seen, you know, everyone's seen the gif of the the the, tap, the guy who taps his, the side of his head. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm doing? Well, that's what I'm doing. All right, so three one against the Cards, and we're going to get <laughs> swept. Is it Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's Eddie Murphy. You're right, yeah. So, um, there we go, boys. So, take take that as you will, but hopefully um, understand my reasons why. (laughs) I I understand them. I just want to warn you of the scoring mechanism. I know. (laughs) Well, I should be flying then. I should be flying then if it's real. He's going for a three-pointer. He's he's going for three. (laughs) A bit of NBA action there. Actually, uh, tip, tip of the cap to the Raptors, actually, this week. Hey, eh? bloody hell. Yeah, fantastic. Not the NBA, but... <laughs> yeah. Surprise result. All right. Um, Lee, round... Well, you fi- you finish off, mate. And, well, you, you go, then I'll finish up. But what are you saying Cardinals-wise? Uh, yeah, I think the Cards, we okay. lose 3-1. Ooh. I think we might lose the next two, and then Lopez will, will save us a game. Yamamoto, it's hard to know, you know, like, uh, you know, as Rob said, you know, they've now seen him, so it'll be interesting to see now, you know, 
yeah, for, for the, the the like changes that, that they make. You know, now they've seen them. But the Phillies, yeah, I'm going to say we're going to win the Phillies series two one. Mm. Just because we, I mean we've seen the, the play better, you know, better on the road at the minute, so um, yeah. I'm hoping that that that, that, that you know, you know, comes into play a bit. So yeah, I, I like two one Marlins, yeah. Like it, like it. All right, good. So I'm gonna go. I think. Oh Jesus! I, this Cardinal series is just playing with my mind. I think it's we're all struggling with this one, aren't we? Really? Like, what, I look what at the Cardinals turn up. Yeah. I, I just look at them and think they ain't that great, but again, kind of neither of the Marlins. So you know, it's just a couple of plays here or there. Mm. The thing I find with the the Cardinals though is poor old like Marcel just doesn't let up, does he? He just he keeps putting the foot on our throat. You know what I mean? Like he he's he's got something to prove. So all right, Cardinals. Oh, Pablo will win that game, won't he? I can't. You boys have gone three-one as well, as in a one-three loss. But Rob was two-all. Two-two, yeah. Yeah, I'm going for it. Three-one, Marlins. <laughs> three-one, yeah. Marlins. Well, one of us is going to get blamed. Mm. Is that a sweep now? No, 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 because we we know the first game, so <laughs> uh, no one, yeah, no one put the sweep. I almost did go for the sweep, but I thought at least all bases are covered, so we don't go into our second prediction with still zeros on the board. Because if you know, otherwise, if if we'd have won the series and no one had got the points, so all right, I'm going three-one. So that means a three-game win streak going into the series. <laughs> And I think the Phillies are in trouble. Like the Pirates, they're in trouble. So I'm going for 3-0 Marlins. <laughs> six on the trot, yeah? Six-game winning streak. Six-game. We're going to equal the six-game streak from earlier in the year. I, I think we're going to see pitching is on fire. Adam Conley is going to return... Back to his former glories. He's been absolutely dog shit the last few weeks, Conley. Like, poor, real shit. He's going to be bad. There's a Cash- Samson thing with him, but he, he needs to get back to that mullet haircut he had because it was when he was really good. <laughs> He's been missing the moulin. I mean, that's it. <laughs> Conley's going to be back. Here's my other bold prediction. This is for a bonus point. From now on, no more Castro double plays this week. This week! We've been so, pretty good we go. in the last week, actually. We've had quite a lot of them. Uh, well, so, hold on a minute. I had a, I had a bit of help on Twitter earlier. Let me just check who it was that was helping me. I give a give him a shout out. It was at Extra Base Brit, which yeah, I like that. I like that name too. Uh, he was, I think, he was getting ready for work. It seemed, and yeah, like you said, Dan, he saw that tweeter put out saying. How many times have the Marlins been shut out? It's up there with Castro grand double plays. Um, he then thought, actually, I'm going to hook onto this and like work out where they're at. And the Marlins, yeah, 13 shutouts. And he then realized that Castro would have 14, actually 15, I think, 
grounded to double plays, so he was slightly ahead. <laughs> then, then he started going into the correlation between Castro double plays and Marlin shutouts. That was his next one. I was like, whoa, this is getting extra level now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so at Extra Base Brit, he then came up with, um, he's done it in three of the shutouts. So three of the 13 shutouts, Castro was grounded to a double play as well. So shout out to that man for his effort this morning. Right. Offline summary is Castro, he's got to go. By trade, or by something else. Time. So, Diaz, so Pete, you, you went from having a little sort of mini rant about how many bloody shutouts of the Marlins had this year to now predicting six wins on the bounce. That's it. correct. That's <laughs> correct. Great work. Great work. I just want to, if you just bear with me two seconds, lads, I just, just need to quickly check something. While Pete does that, I'll just ask a bit of a quiz for you all. Who's got the most RBIs for the Marlins so far this season? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Anderson? <laughs> well, you're partly right. He, Anderson is joint top with Stalin Castro. Wow. <laughs> keep him, keep Castro there. RBI machine. The, the reason, the reason for these uh, ridiculous predictions, as I see Dan quaffing his his wine on camera, it's this. Uh, oh, and Rob's got the Corona. It's this Castillo de Javier Reserva 2004. I, I, I feel like it's Jose Arena's family has created this. <laughs> it's, it's potent, I'll tell you that. So. Keep it up, mate. Sounds like sounds like we have a sponsor for, for like the pod now. That's it. <laughs> I'm gonna reach out, reach out, Lee. What are you thinking there? What I mean, we're all on the hard <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'm all dry here. Yeah, well, next week you'll be back. <laughs> all right, guys. The final, the final segments as normal. Um, final segs. Emoji of the week. Player of the week. We'll just do them together, couple together. So, see what you're saying. Who wants to go first? Go on, I'll go first. Ooh. I've got um, player of the week, Cooper. Uh, no explanation needed. I'm too, yeah. <laughs> I've, had him, I've had him a couple of times, but yeah, it's a couple of grand slams this week. He's been, uh, he's been absolutely long may it continue as well. He's been absolutely brilliant. Hats off to Coop. So, yep, he's my player of the week. And in Moji of the week, he's going to be the heart, and it goes out to Yamamoto. Love my that. Emoji. Heart emoji for Yamamoto. Heart emoji. Love him. Top man. Love it. Who's next up? My oh, God, I don't mind to say, yeah, my... I was going to say, say Cooper, but I think I'll go Yamamoto as player of the week, just for the, the surprise of him being, you know, being called up you know, on short notice and 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 doing that you know like, our performance was was just great and i'm um, funny enough my, you know my emoji was similar but the hard eyes you know the smiling face we're, we're, we're like the hardest eyes but yeah for, yeah for like the same reason <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree go on rob i'm struggling to find any hawaiian kind of emoji <laughs> yeah i was palm. looking I was looking. The pineapple. Pineapple, <laughs> palm trees. Um, well, I, I, I've, I've been to Hawaii. I've been to the big islands and there's a volcano. So the, the Mauna Loa is the, the biggest 
volcano in the world. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go for uh, uh, the volcano as the emoji, just for, for being slightly <laughs> Hawaiian. A nickname, uh, that's a great nickname, actually, the volcano. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Start well, saying I am struggling to pick between Cooper and Yamamoto because obviously it's just incredible. You know, Cooper has almost single-handedly him and Ramirez turned us from a, a, a very, very sort of poor um, batting outfit where we were so far behind all the other teams to to giving us a real potent offence. Um, so as much as Yamamoto's incredible performance, to come out in AAA, pitch seven innings, five strikeouts, and, and play like that was fantastic. I'm going to have to go to Garrett Cooper just because I think that it's not just that. It's just it, it, in accumulation of what he's done. Last seven games, um, you know, there's, there's obviously those four RBIs, average three, seven, nine. Last 15 games, nine RBIs. Um, so um, he's really, really helping us um, win games. So it's going to Garrett Cooper as much as I love Yamamoto. Oh, I love the volcano emoji. That is that is my favourite takeaway of the evening. Um, I'm, you know, guys, I'm a sucker for a, gra- a grand slam. That is that is my. Uh, it's nailed on. So I've got to go Cooper as well. So there's him cursed. Um, <laughs> emoji of the week, though, I'm going for the crying emoji for Yamamoto's reaction. So I'm, I'm going for that one. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of love. It feels, it feels wrong for us to have all heavy Yamamoto emojis and for him not to be Player of the Week. So not sure if we've quite got the balance right there. But anyway, it's all good. Um, all right, guys. Any other business? Anything we've missed? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. I mean, I mentioned uh, Don Mattingly tonight. He will manage his 555th game, which puts him level. Freddie Gonzalez, yeah, for number one in Marlins, you know, in, in for, for, for the franchise. So, providing he doesn't get fired, you know, after that, you know, that game tomorrow, he he will will break the record. So, it's just just an interesting thing, just just seeing what you know what people's thoughts on on his tenure have been. So, I mean, his record is one two hundred forty four, lost three hundred ten. Obviously, a lot of them have come the last two seasons. So it's mm. hard to really judge. Obviously, he's, he's had to do a do a tough job. Oh, yeah, over the last the last last few years for all the trades, it's just that's interesting to see. You know, for for, mm-hmm. for, for like next year, do, do do we see him still being here next year? Be being the one to oversee the change. I Lee, hope before, so. Before yeah. we dive in on the answers here, Lee, what I've realised is you've got fish across the pond host abilities there. <laughs> I'll step in when you're away. <laughs> hey, you need to step in. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but go on, guys. That, that, mate, that's that's an excellent question, actually. And in terms of how do we rate Mattingly as a manager, and do we see him being there next year? Because there was also a funny thing actually that I saw. He's 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 like really uh, uh, like you know unlucky. He actually retired from the Yankees just before they won their four World Series in in like five years. He retired, I think, the year before that. And he left. He left the Dodgers. You know, you know, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. And now, now they made. You know, yeah, they made the World Series twice in a row. So he seems to leave just as like the team team is getting good. So I'm wondering yeah. if it will happen Get again, a third time. 
let's get him let's trigger him now then i mean <laughs> get him gone i mean the wild card's still in you know we can still get there this year <laughs> however he did have one of the best parts ever in the simpsons which is uh, <laughs> mattingly trim those sideburns <laughs> right episode that one it, it was yeah that was the uh the the isotopes yeah yeah <laughs> when when you've made the simpsons you've made it in life i think yeah that's that's the gauge isn't it so. I, I hope he stays and to see it through because when he came into the marlins things were very very different and he had a very very powerful um offense we we all know about you know stanton yelich d gordon azuna etc but he had fernandez as well jose um so he had that real sort of you know those those elements to to build a very very good team, um, but unfortunately we all know what's happened. The fact that he stayed around to see this through, he's the ideal guy because you've got young players. You know the heads will be going down at times. Things won't be working right, and he is so calm and he's been there before. So I hope he can stay around. Yeah, same, same. I mean, I've only really watched Marlin. Well, I've only really watched baseball for the last couple of years, so I've only really known. Um, Miami as a losing team, really. So I want to, I want to see him, um, yeah, get given, get given the chance. You, you can't judge people on uh, when you're going through a process. So um, let him complete the process. Let's start getting competitive again. And then if it's not happening, then there's a, a valid reason to to maybe move him on. But you can't, you, you've got to let him do what he's got to do and get 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 competitive again. And then um, hopefully, I hope he gets that chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my view, he's handled the deck that's been given to him with class, I think. That's yeah. The reality is it's been a tough situation. He doesn't want to be losing games, but he's handled it all with class, continues to do so. And I'd like to see him be there a bit longer and keep it rolling. I feel like there's there's a plan at the top it's trickling down it's feeding down the plan was we're going to focus on pitching yeah it's coming good we're going to draft some bats yep we've done that you know a couple of years time should be in the mix so you know i think hopefully they'll stick around we'll see i I think his contract may be up this year so this year yeah is it this year? Yeah. So he may need to be, you know, it's that's going to be a key question, I guess, and one that, you know, Jeter will be close to because he's close to all the major calls. But, you know, he's not Jeter's guy. He didn't hire him. What we're seeing from Jeter is he wants to bring in his own crew and whatnot. So, you know, we'll see. But I think it's a great question, Lee, actually, and one that I think we're going to revisit, I think, later this year, yeah. to be honest. And see, you know, what the future of, of Mattingly will be. But fair play to the guy to equal the the record this evening, the most the most games coached in in, in franchise history, five hundred and fifty-five was it? Five tonight, yeah. There you go. So let's hope he makes it through tonight. Um, good. Anything else, guys? Or is that is that us cooked? I just, uh, an apology I need to make to the good people of Batavia when I said they were in New Jersey last week. They're nowhere near New Jersey. They're, they're actually near Buffalo. 
they're in New York State, but obviously the completely the other end. So they're near the Great Lakes. Um, so the Bucktavia muck dogs. The reason why they call them muck dogs is because it's in a farming uh, area, and it's just the the nature of the soil and the land. So uh, um, that's why they're called the the, the muck dogs. Um, it often is. It's to do with the soil and the land. And... <laughs> yeah. Um, quick, quick update though before we. Uh, uh, thanks for that, Rob. I'm going to tag in the Batavia Muck Dogs into this, uh, into this when I launch it up, just so they know. And apologies will will <laughs> be made. They've had a good. They they've started because um, it's short A. They call it, uh, which is the 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 we we have A and then low A and and so they they don't play a full season. They tend to be players that have been drafted out of college um, or players in, you know, maybe their second season out of high school. Below that, there is a rookie uh, league, uh, which is the Gulf Coast League. They're called the Marlins. They play at the, the Roger Dean Stadium in Jupiter. So, um, and they tend to be the high school uh, recruits. And there's the Dominican Summer League as well, where you've got sort of youngsters, mainly from the sort of Latin American countries playing. Um, but uh, their most famous person they've got in there at the moment is Tyler Colick, who was the 2014 first round pick, who then has had loads and loads of injury problems, only pitched 19 innings since 2015, pitched a shutout one inning uh, the other night, uh, but it's good to see him back and, and maybe they can do something with him and, and make him into a, a reliever. Um, but they've um, they've done a lot of work on that stadium. Um, they, at one point, the, the Marlins could have left them um, and gone somewhere else. But um, yeah, small little town, fourteen thousand people. Um, but that's the Batavia Muck Dogs. Wow! There we go. These these insights, Rob, this year have just been absolutely incredible. Hey, and I've been listening. The the Swings and Mishes crew, I'll tag them into this as well. Hopefully they'll hear this. Uh, Swings and Mishes guys, they've really been expanding their crew as well, it seems, the last couple of weeks. they have <clears throat> A couple of the Fish Stripes guys have joined Swings and Mishes. They're doing a Spanish broadcast. Blah, blah, blah. They, they're really building on it. I'm putting forward Rob Newell to join the Swings and Mishes crew, I think. I think uh, it'd be awesome to have you as the, the roaming reporter across well, not New Jersey. There is no one in New Jersey playing baseball, but um... yeah, I'll go out to Batavia and uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, mate. Sweet. Well, guys, we've got one more pod next week. Then we'll have the London series. I'm getting giddy about it. Three of the four of us are going to be there. We're going to get together. We're going to record a pod of such after the game on Sunday. A health warning, we're all drinking beers through the day, so it could be slurry, let's say. <laughs> but either way, we're looking forward to it. It's, I think it's incredible that we've got Yankees and Red Sox coming to play in the Olympic Stadium in London in, in a couple of weeks and whatever. It's going, to be, it's going to be really fun, really excited about it. I think the buzz is going to be awesome next week. So maybe next week, guys, we'll... We'll go back and cover some London series bits and preview that. I think that'll be right to do. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of buzz knocking around. So 
that'll be fun. Um, guys, I'll, we'll call it. We'll call it a day there. Um, appreciate you finding the time to speak again. Uh, appreciate uh, appreciate the listeners. Um, that is episode eighteen of Fish Across the Pond in the books. See you next week. <laughs>